Hello there, Nicola Barden here from Q102's Weekend Buzz. I hope you are all doing really well and thank you so, so much for pressing play today to listen to this episode. Before I let you listen to the whole thing, I just have a little bit of news for you. So if you're a fan of the Weekend Buzz or this is the first time you've ever listened to it, amazing and thank you and scroll back. We've got over 70 episodes there. So there's some great chats for you to listen to from the likes of the cast of SVU, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Grey's Anatomy, loads of stuff, some amazing singers, reality stars, great in-depth conversations for you to enjoy and I know that's what you're here for so that's why I have to tell you my news I have rebranded the show and it is now strictly podcast so it's no longer on radio it is just podcast and it goes under the name tis yourself so do come and find us we're on um, Instagram and Twitter and obviously all the places that you're listening to podcasts so if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google, Castbox, Good Pods, Spotify we are there I am there with my over 50 guests, fantastic guests. You're going to love some of them. They're absolutely amazing. So we've got some of the cast from like Games of Thrones, Breaking Bad. Yes, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. Can you believe it? Uh, Some amazing singers like Shane Ward, Matt Cardle are there. We have the actor Jerry O'Connell, who had some surprising roots to Ireland, you won't believe. We have... The likes of Tom Lenk from Buffy, who played Andrew. Um, if you're Irish, you'll know the names James Patrice, Trisha's Transformation, Tommy Fleming, the Nolan family. There's loads and loads of stuff in there. We've Sarah Jane Dunn from Hollyoaks. We've got some cast of EastEnders. So there's a real mix of Irish, UK, US guests. And we're just adding to them every single day. We're getting some new guests. Season four is just about to be launched. So come and join me. I'm over here waiting for you to discover me. That's Tiz Yourself with me, Nicola Barden. Hope you enjoy this episode. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to The Weekend Buzz here on Dublin's Q102. And today is officially Halloween. It's the end of October. So hopefully that'll be the end of the bangers and the fireworks. I can't be dealing with them. I have dogs. Can't be dealing with all trying to cover their ears. But uh, hopefully the kids and everyone will have as, as close to a good day today as they can possibly have. Tomorrow then that means is the start of November. And it also means the start of Movember, which is a very important month. It raises so much money every single year for mental health for men's mental health and we see some fairly hilarious moustaches rocking around the city um, one man who has pledged to grow one is Pat Divoli good morning Pat how are you? Good morning what have I let my foot in for? <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm excited to see how this turns out <laughs> I don't know what to say. No, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great month. So it's an amazing campaign when you think of it. I mean, I've seen it, obviously, like most people the last couple of years, and it's my first year being involved. But 
it's such a strong campaign and that everyone kind of has an idea, I think, what November is about. Yeah, it's whoever came up with it did really come up with a quite simple idea that you recognise very quickly because about in about a week's time we're seeing some very dodgy beards and moustaches going around and we're like ah yeah Movember yeah 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 and there's a, there's a couple of different things I, I didn't I didn't know a great deal about it before coming on board but there's a few different ways that they actually encourage people to get involved so the moustache is one way uh, the, the, obviously not everyone can grow a moustache so for the Mole Sisters, there's the challenge of 60k walk or run over the course of the month, and that's to represent the 60 men that are lost to suicide every hour in uh, globally. Um, which again is a, a kind of, I think now more than ever, you know, getting people moving and getting people out of their heads and into their bodies is really important. So, um, yeah, I think I'm really happy to be involved. I think it's really cool. It's, uh, I suppose, the thing about uh, mental health is. Men's mental health is, is like obviously all mental health is very important. Men's mental health has that little bit um, still seems to be taboo. It still seems to be that thing that they don't talk about. Yeah, I think I suppose culturally over the years, I think it's changed a lot in the last couple of years. It's going to take time because for a lot of us, it's been ingrained in us since we're kids that boys don't cry and you know you've got to be strong and strength is stoicism um, and just kind of having that hard shell on the outside but I think it's changing you know, you know there's been some amazing ambassadors for men's mental health and just for mental health in general the last couple of years with you know guys like Brezzy and Blind Boy and you know so many people out there that are just kind of spreading this message that you could be you know lots of different things I think that's an important message for me is that you can be tough and also be vulnerable you can be soft but also be you know able to hold your own I think it's not one or the other um, and and I think a lot of stress in life comes from putting yourself in a box and thinking you have to be a certain way. So embracing the different parts of yourself, I think, is a real way of, for me at least, it's a real way of me developing my confidence. You know, when I was younger, I was the same thing. I thought I had to be tough and I was big into my martial arts and my weight training. And I suppose the more I've embraced the different parts of myself, including the vulnerability and the insecurity and the the self-doubt and the inner critic and all these different things, the more at peace I've come with myself and I suppose I hope I can encourage others to do the same. Well, you see, I suppose the thing about you is you really do encourage other people. It's 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 now your main focus. You know, I know my, my mom and my sister were doing your, were a part of your Facebook group and they were actually asking me to ask if you're going to be doing a journaling course that you'd been talking about. And so there's people that are interested and they're using you to get this side out. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know how I've ended up doing what I'm doing, but it's it's uh, it genuinely is my biggest passion in life. It's what I do. Uh, it's what I just. It's my whole life. Um, this kind of inner work, and the way I put it to people is that in my twenties, I chased every goal imaginable, thinking that happiness was outside of myself. You know, I thought when I got a house and a car and a successful business, and you know, a certain social circle and a following, I thought all these things would make me feel good. And I suppose it just got to a point where I was still struggling with anxiety and, and just not feeling good in myself, feeling empty or feeling vacant, feeling disconnected. And I suppose I'd looked everywhere everywhere else and not to sound cheesy, but it's the only place I, was, I had left to look with myself. And so I changed my lifestyle a couple of years ago. I started, you know, looking to meditation and journaling and simple things. I mean, hobbies, going back to having hobbies because, you know, as we get older, sometimes we get controlled by the idea of making as much money as possible and, and the fear of, you know, developing security. So as I've done those things myself, I think I've just tried to share that journey and not tell anyone how to live, but just kind of show them my experience and a lot of people have latched on, which has been great. 
How do you remember how it kind of went from, because originally, you know, you wanted to be a personal trainer and yeah. how it went from kind of, you having those classes, you handing out leaflets in Galway to try and get people mm-hmm. to do personal training to, to where you are now to more focus on the inside. Yeah, it was, it was pretty uh, black and white for me. It was, uh, you know, I, I failed with a business at 24 when I was in Dublin and that shot my confidence completely and moved back home to Galway with my tail between my legs back in 2012 on Christmas Eve. And um, I was completely broken at that time. And as you say, I started with my leaflets and my, my small classes in Galway. And between 2012 2016, I went from five clients locally to 20,000 clients globally in the fitness space. Um, with online courses and books and seminars and I think I woke up at 28, 29 and I think that's an interesting age your late 20s where you're a little bit lost in life at least I was mm. um, because you're not the young you know you're not young and reckless maybe anymore <laughs> you know you, yeah. you're, you're starting to feel like right it's time to get it together and you're not quite sure of your place in the world at least again that's where I was and I, I, I found myself as a psychiatrist or a psychologist one of the ists when I was 28 and I said I've, I've achieved everything I thought would make me happy and I, I feel awful and, and I always tell people you know when you when, when things go wrong in your life it's kind of easy to point to it and say that's why I'm sad but then when you achieve what you want to achieve and you still feel sad then you start questioning yourself so for me at that time I just wasn't you know professionally I wasn't really enjoying the fitness stuff as much anymore and um, personally you know I needed to uh, focus less on work because I was obsessed with work you know you don't grow that kind of business without being completely obsessive and um, that wasn't healthy either so that was the change you know the biggest thing I, I reflected on and a big message now that I have is, is just that so many of us are living in the future with the story of I'll be happy when so I'll be happy when I achieve the next goal I'll be happy when I get a promotion I'll be happy at the weekend I'll be happy on my holiday and I recognized my whole life was being deferred to the next goal. And so the simple change I made at that time was to ask, you know, what can I do on a daily basis? So I can still have my goals out in the future, but I also have something I can enjoy daily. And, you know, it's different for everyone. But for me, it was picking up the guitar again. It was going back and training martial arts. It was meditation. It was simple, simple changes. But the consistency of those changes really impacted my mental health in a very positive way. I think what you said there about being that 28, 29 really sticks with me because I think there's something about age that really gets all of us and freaks us out a little bit. Um, and I'd say um, a good portion of people. I remember coming up to being 30 and freaking out and being like, I don't have any of the things. I don't have a house. I don't have kids. I don't have a boyfriend or whatever. Now I'm 35 and I'm getting that feeling. Again. I was getting that feeling again last year and I was like, it's kind of like the grip going, oh my God, these such and such has done so much more than me. And mm-hmm. it's only recently that I suppose in, in lockdown, I've started doing, writing down what I'm grateful for. And you suddenly realise there is so much in your life. It mightn't be the things that you think are the main pillars of your life, but you have so much else going on. Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest problems that we all have is we overthink and we spend so much time in our heads. I was talking to a friend yesterday and we were saying from the, to- from the time you're four, five and six, you start learning how to think in school, but you never learn how to stop thinking. And so we live up in our heads so much. And when you live in your head, you tend to be in the future or the past, the regrets and things I should have done or the expectation of where I'm going to be in the future. And the reality is we can only change in, in the moment. We can only change in today. And, and that starts with small steps. But again, I look at my 20s and it was always kind of like, 
I don't know, everything is deferred to the future. You know, I can I can take a break when I teach. We see it in everyone. We see, you know, when I retire, I'll take holidays. When I uh, when I lose weight, I'll, I'll wear the bikini or I'll wear whatever. I feel, you know, when I feel confident, I'll ask the person out. When I feel motivated, I'll join the gym. And I think, you know, I've come to learn that a lot of us are waiting for the feelings to arrive on our doorstep. Whereas I feel like the actions that we take, as simple as they are, um, are what bring about those feelings. So for me, the most important feelings in my life are happiness, calm, and connection. And, and so I ask myself in the morning, what could bring me happiness today? And I could have a lot of stress in my life at that time, but I'll say, you know, uh, catching up with a friend for a coffee and a walk could bring me happiness. Okay, put that on the list. And lots of days I don't want to go and do that because I'm, I'm in a rush, right? You know, I still struggle a bit with anxiety at times. I struggle with days where I don't want to get out of bed like everyone else. And I always tell people that the, the work that I do isn't a quick fix solution and it doesn't flick a switch where everything's perfect. But I bounce back a bit quicker now when I have my dips. And so, you know, I want to feel calm today. What can I do to feel calm? Because I woke up feeling stressed. Okay, a couple of minutes of meditation. So, and to your point about the, the age thing, again, I think um, I used an example recently to say, you know, if I'm whatever age and I feel like I should be married by that age or I should have a partner, um, and I stress about that and I, I beat myself up about that and I stay um, paralyzed by that and I don't let myself do things because I'm down and out about where I am. Um, I start thinking that, you know, the next person I meet has to be the one and I, you know, I become codependent. I think my happiness lies in another person. And so I stopped in the things that I love. Um, I, I plug into someone else, put my happiness there, lose myself in the process. A big realization for me, just slightly off topic, but again, coming back to mental health piece, a big thing I've realized over lockdown, I've, I've had bouts of loneliness. That's, a, that's an emotion that comes up for me um, from time to time. And I often thought of it about other people, but I've come to see it, it's about myself. I think a lot of loneliness, I think a lot of people suffer from loneliness, it just doesn't get talked about. I think a lot of loneliness comes from disconnection from yourself. So you stop doing the things that you enjoy and you, you're, you're trying to plug into other people and then you just feel that mercy. It's like playing the lotto with your happiness every day. You hope that those people will show up in the way you want them to show up. So, um, yeah, I think coming back to ourselves and coming back to yourself, uh, by that I just mean being honest with yourself about what do I enjoy, what are my priorities, what's most important to me in life, and then does my daily routine reflect that? It's like you're speaking uh, lockdown Nicola there when you're talking about the loneliness. I remember the initial lockdown for the first first few weeks I was very motivated. Then you, we all have the dip on the the motion roller coaster. But I remember at one point being like quite nearly angry, at, you know, saying like I feel like there's certain people in my life that are not there for me. I was I was on my own at home, you know, spending a lot of time on my own. And normally I, I really enjoy my own company. I like I like reading on my own and being away but you know a certain there was too much time nearly and I found that I was pulling away from the people like I wasn't ringing anybody I wasn't text I wasn't doing socially distance walking with people and it was only like I think I had felt like this way for a few weeks and then I was like right just just call one friend you know I was nearly doing it to go well you haven't called me you know in a way mm. and then I had such a good time in that call all the bad feelings I was out walking so I was out in the fresh air I was talking to somebody who is a really good friend of mine just chatting laughing old memories and then hearing about how she was in about feeling bad about herself and suddenly I was like oh god I, I didn't realise how many people are isolated feeling lonely feeling isolated and suddenly it puts everything into perspective that yeah we're all having bad days but everyone's having it for a different reason in their life it could be that they can't get away from the kids it could be because they have no kids whatever it is this lockdown is affecting us all 
Yeah, I, I, something else, I suppose. There's, I say I've learned, but I continue to learn because I, I still fall off on it. But any time I think that we're, we're stressed or we're down and out or we're stuck or we feel negative feelings, if you want to call them negative feelings, we tend to be making everything about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, like you say there, the isolation that you're feeling you start to overthink to the point that you think I'm the only person in the world experiencing this feeling right now. Um, And so that feeling of separation, I'm separated from everyone else, is what makes us feel down and out. Um, And again, that feeling of connection and sort of seeing that everyone's on the same journey, just at different points of the journey. Uh, I I liken it to a heart rate monitor that goes up and down. And some days you're up and some days you're down. And I think that's normal. And again, that's an important message that people recognize that there's no such thing as a bad feeling or a wrong feeling, like feeling... Feeling um, feeling sad is perfectly normal because to me it's, it's it's okay. What is sadness telling me? It's telling me that maybe I'm in a relationship that's not working for me at the moment. What is anger telling me? Anger is telling me I'm not happy with how people are treating me at the moment. What's you know the, all these things can be useful tools if we listen to them. Um, but again, I think that feeling of isolation uh, when we connect back to other people again through conversation, as you say in that moment where you went and met your friends, you got to step out of your head and the madness of your head and actually, you know, bring this stuff out into the light. We say that like negative emotions live in the dark. So fear, shame, anger, resentment, they live inside of us. And when we don't express them, they get bigger and bigger and bigger and like monsters inside of us. And as soon as we talk these things up, be able to counsel a therapist, a friend or someone we can trust. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We always feel lighter. And kind of like you said there, it's the last thing in the world you wanted to do, but as soon as you did it, you knew it was the right thing. Yeah, it's just such a, it's it's like someone's sitting on your shoulders and they're really heavy and then your friend comes along and distracts you and you don't realise that person has fallen off your shoulders and that's what kind of I felt like afterwards and then that just spurred me then to call other friends throughout the week and you kind of ask how they're doing and suddenly when they were asking how I was I was like oh look you know but I was being I was being more vocal with my emotions saying this week hasn't been great and I would normally not really put myself out there like that um, because but I feel like you have to you just have to say the words oh today I feel crap 
and then you're like right cheer me up tell me a good story or whatever and then you're suddenly it, it, your emotions are out there you've let it out you're not keeping it in and it makes you feel that bit better mm, it was uh, funnily recently I did an exercise um, just a course I was going through myself and there was an exercise of going to some friends and asking them for feedback they sent them through a couple of questions you know where do you see my strengths where do you see me, my weaknesses what are my blind spots that I don't see because you know we don't see we only see through our own eyes and one of my friends told me that um, she said, you always seem like Superman that's got it all figured out and you don't share your problems, which makes me feel like I can't share my problems with you. Wow. And I was, taken, I was taken aback by this, but it was another reminder that, you know, the strength and vulnerability. And I would have seen myself as an open book and I would have felt that, you know, I bring up my problems too much or my struggles too much, where she was saying, I don't feel comfortable sharing with you because it feels like you don't feel comfortable sharing with me. And it was an interesting reflection. And... You know, I think I think that's where we connect. You know, you don't connect with the person on Instagram who's got the perfect life because it doesn't feel real. But you connect with the, you know, it could be as simple as you watch the X Factor. You connect with the underdog. You connect with the struggle. You connect with the, the hero's journey that we're all going through. So, you know, it's in your, if you want to call it weakness, call it weakness. But it's in your weaker moments or your your finding strength in the weaker moments that's I think where we come together and that's where that's been an interesting part of, of this whole year I think you know and there is a I think for a lot of people there's been a, a sort of reach back community and, and recognising that you know there's a lot of well, there's so many societies in the world but I think the happiest societies are the ones that tend to focus on the collective rather than the individual and then in you know other parts of the world there's a real focus on the individual them getting ahead them achieving them getting you know, all the things they want to achieve. But, you know, again, the rates of depression and struggle in those countries where it's all about achievements are a lot higher than the, you know, places where they come together and make it about the, the tribe and the community. Yeah. And I suppose that's the thing everyone worries about. And during this lockdown, you know, you, you've got friends who are, who are isolated, maybe, you know, might be depressed and maybe anxious and that kind of stuff and you want to help them but you might be out, might be outside your comfort zone as in five kilometres outside your comfort zone but you can still reach out in other ways and I suppose the thing is like I saw there's a new campaign um, Mind Your mind your Mate and uh, from one of the brands out there Zenfloor I think and they were kind of saying just it's a case of reaching out and just like I was doing like having a call and a walk because you don't have to talk serious like just you could just banter for an hour and slag each other but at least it's like an hour where that person is not you're not inside your head and that person's not inside their head yeah um, yeah I think I think what happens is you know again when we're struggling is we start replaying the same scenarios a hundred times in our heads and every time we play them again it gets more emotional and more you know you think about if you were bullied in school I was bullied in school and when I look back it might have happened a handful of times but I've played those scenario thousands of times in my head and made them a lot worse than they actually probably were oh. so that's how we that's how we operate and, and, and so again when when I speak with you or I speak to a friend or I, or I just go and again I practice a hobby or I get in the seat or I go for a walk any of these things is, is helping me to get out of my head get into the present moment and uh, you know get away from that loop I think and how for obviously you know your people kind of bill you as a bit of an expert they kind of come to you for advice or they, they follow what you do to kind of set themselves on their own mental health journey do you think there is a kind of tide especially for lads are we seeing more lads kind of being aware of 
therapy or being aware of different things that can make them feel better um, because I often just worry about the lads in my life and you know they, they may especially if they're in their 30s it's like they they're stuck in this block and they don't believe in, in talking about their feelings and you're just like it's okay um, yeah I, I, I sometimes find it hard to, to um, I suppose have a an unbiased view of I suppose all the people that come into my circle sort of they're like mirrors in, in that they do open up because that's why they're there so I, I maybe don't see as much beyond that I hear more about people struggling to open up but I would say there's been, a, there's been some influence with people over the last couple of years I think the I think the podcasting world has been a big influence on on um on how men communicate because you've got guys like say Joe Rogan um, who has these three hour long conversations with fighters and uh, politicians and comedians and all sorts of people but in a long form interview where they speak to someone for three hours you kind of get to know someone on a deeper level I think that's really important because you, you, you come to see beyond the headlines so the person you had on a pedestal that you thought had it all figured out which made you feel inadequate now you see their struggles and you start to they, they become more human to you so I think those kind of conversations have been useful I think people like Wim Hof the Iceman who has his breath work that came out a couple of years ago I don't know if you know Wim mm, yeah uh, Wim has been encouraging people to get into ice buckets and ice baths and get into the sea and, and do this breath work which effectively is a meditation um, I went and studied with Wim about four years ago in Poland and again there's people putting across these modalities that are just again I think martial arts I think there's a lot changing I think that's, that's useful and um, yeah I mean a lot of work obviously to be done but it's, it's again conditioned for years and I think if you go back a couple of generations and there was men at war they had to shut down emotionally and then they came home and it was probably hard to open up emotionally and then we carry these beliefs down through you know through life just but you know people often ask me you know they say how do I how do I connect with my real friends on, on this real level like they might come into one of my groups and it's very open and everyone's kind of talking about whatever's going on and they say how do I bring this into my own life and I just say we're all mirrors to one another so typically if you go to someone close in your life and you lean in that little bit and you're that little bit more open than you usually would be generally they'll mirror that back to you and again that's how trust is built um, so yes it's, it's outside the comfort zone but uh, that's where it happens this was like the gym like anything else in the case of conditioning yourself to communicate in a new way. I do think that um, you're right about the podcast stuff because it's like people are having a conversation around you and you're listening to them and you keep going to butt in. That's what I do. And I'm like, oh, you're wrong. And then I'm like, you're out walking. Please don't talk to yourself. But, but it also, the, it opens up the likes of, you mentioned Blind Boy, who is seen as a cultural icon in this country, who's very open about uh, mental health people go into like he talks about therapy talks about counselling psychotherapy obviously yourself on your podcast the Brezies the people who like Baz even um, has talked about mental health Baz Ashway and like all these people come out and they're suddenly saying I'm using positive thinking or I'm using this and you can do that in your own house no one needs to even know that you're practicing gratitude or you know positive thinking you can be listening to podcasts it's not something that has to be done publicly yeah because I mean yeah, it might not be cool to tell the world that you're keeping a gratitude journal. Maybe someday it will be. But as you say, I just I look back at where I was, not even just my 20s, but like from the time I was a teenager right up to 26, 27. I was doing goal setting. I was doing all these things, but I wasn't doing true self-care. Um, I wasn't meditating. I wasn't focused on my breath. I wasn't... Um, 
you know, conscious of the media that I was consuming. There were so many things I was doing wrong. And privately, I could make all those changes without anyone else seeing it. And then, you know, the proof is in the pudding where someone comes to you six months later and says, Jesus, you just seem like a different person who you were six months ago. You just seem calmer. You seem more in control. You seem more certain. Um, and so, yeah, we, we've got the, the, the internet is, is the best thing in the world and the worst thing in the world. Uh, social media, best thing in the world, worst thing in the world. Um, actually, social media is probably the worst thing in the world. The internet <laughs> is a great place. Um, and so, you know, there used to be this phrase in the personal development community of you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. Um, in other words, if all my friends are living in the pub, there's a high probability I'm going to fall into that because environment is so powerful. Mm. But the internet, the internet, I think, has given us a, an opportunity to make one of those five friends books, podcasts, resources. I mean, how much time do you spend with your real friends versus how much time do you spend on the internet and what are you listening to on the internet? Uh, if you're listening to hours and hours of similar content that's inspiring, that's, uh, you know, about how to overcome struggle, if it's, you know, practical tools that people can use, that starts to recondition how you see the world um, over time. Yeah, I think, I think again, it's a blessing and a curse. Um, we can definitely get caught in just trying to consume too much information, never do nothing with it. I always encourage people, listen to some most inspiring stuff, take out your pen and paper, think about one thing you can apply from that. I hope the uh, multi-murder podcasts I listen to aren't affecting me too much. <laughs> I'll have to throw an inspiring one in the middle or something just so that I don't fall down a rabbit hole. Well, you know, I think, you know, I have to remind myself of this as well. I mean, I don't know what the psychology is behind why we're all interested in it or not all, but why so many of us are intrigued by these murder mysteries. But, um, you know, if you do think about maybe growing up and watching a horror film and then that night having a nightmare, it's worth considering that your food, you eat it and you digest it and it takes a while to digest it. And the same thing with media. You, you watch your media, you watch your news feeds and then it's digesting away in the psyche. It's digesting away in the background. And so there's almost like a hangover effect. You know, if you spend a day scrolling news feeds, unconsciously comparing yourself to other people's lives and then you struggle to sleep and you feel a bit crappy the next day, you know, there's something there. So it's, again, um, I think... You know, as important as, well, not, yeah, probably as important as the foods we consume as the media as we consume. Um, and again, that can be a blessing or a curse. You can fill your, fill your YouTube suggestions and your podcast suggestions and all these things with things that you want to be put people there that inspire you. People that, I've got a handful of people that are like guiding rights to me that kind of embody who I'd like to be in the world and how I want to show up. And I think that's, that's a useful tool. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I, I Like, obviously, it's worth following, let's say, the Orchie News in the evening to see current restrictions or something. But there's no point in watching news 24 hours, COVID, COVID, COVID. You just you, you couldn't come out of that with a happy mentality afterwards. You just be so down and frustrated. Um, but I know you have, as I mentioned, my sister and my mom follow it. They did a lot of stuff from your Facebook page during lockdown. Are you going to you're continuing that now in the second lockdown? Yeah, what I'm going to start, so, so I'm doing this ambassadorship for um, November and um, the, the, the three ways typically people support November is one, they grow the cash, two, they, they cover 60 kilometers over the month or three, they um, organize some kind of event. Now that's kind of put on hold this year because of restrictions, so maybe virtual events, but I'm doing something additional and that is um, I'm doing little program called November Mornings and um, it's going to be ran through Facebook it's a free group I'll just ask people to donate a couple of euros if they can or um, 
or fundraise if they can for the month. And it's effectively just a 30-day challenge where I'm sure I'll have a couple of hundred people. Um, we launched it last night, I think with three and a half thousand euro raised, which is great. Um, and it's just 30 days of trying to encourage people for the month of November to get a morning ritual in place, whatever that looks like. So we'll talk about a little bit about meditation, about journaling, about physical practice. So we'll talk about, um, you know, we'll have an abundance of resources for people to start putting that positive stuff in. And um, yeah, that's what it's about. I think how you spend the first half an hour to an hour of your day can be a good reflection of what the rest of the day looks like. So we're going to try and create a community where people take control of their mornings, you know, take back that bit of control that we've lost this year. I think that when there's a huge amount of external uncertainty, finding certainty in, in yourself is the only place you're going to find it. So that comes from routine. And, you know, if people want to join that, I'd love to have them on board. Movember um, mornings. Sounds brilliant. And so your Facebook page is just just your name? Just my name, uh, passively, yeah, D-I-V-I-L-L-Y. And of so, course, uh, if anyone wants yeah. to join Movember, it's movember.ie. You can join Pat and grow your mo or, you know, be a mo, mo sister. Uh, you know, it's 60 kilometers over a month is not that might have been loads pre-lockdown. But now we know that walking is w- walking and running are one of our two escapes away from the four walls of the house. So it can very easily be done in a couple of weeks let alone a month yeah it was uh, you know back in August actually I was involved with another campaign and it was a swim 13 kilometres over the month and what I found great about that was you really found consistency because you didn't want to miss too many days in a row because otherwise you were going to be you know having to top up a lot of kilometres in the day so you know having that consistency again routine is everything so 60 over the month two a day and miss a few days you're going to have to catch up so I think it's good to have that daily challenge for yourself well brilliant it's it's such a great cause Pat and um, you're obviously a great inspiration to people over these weird and definitely not wonderful times but it's good to see that you're keeping motivated and keeping other people motivated and uh, we'll you'll have to I'll have to join you on November mornings and try and get myself up out of the bed a bit earlier (laughs) yeah thanks for giving me the platform this morning Thank you so much to Pat for joining me. It was a great and really fascinating chat about Movember, about mental health, isolation and for what we have and also for taking stock of everything we've achieved, how we've overcome everything so far, how proud we should all be for where we are and trying, just for the fact that we're all trying, trying to do our best. Um, It was such a great chat and I really appreciate it. And if you want to follow Pat you can find him on Facebook and all the different social media sites his Movember mornings will be on his Facebook channel and also he can go onto his website to find out more thank you so much for listening to this podcast I really appreciate it and do scroll down to see if there's any previous interviews that may tickle your fancy every listen counts we'll never be in the uh, top Spotify charts but you know what we'll never be up beside Blind Boy but I really appreciate every single person that tunes in Um, you have all of my gratitude Look after yourselves, be kind to yourself and be kind to other people and just give yourself a break. I'll chat to you soon. Thank you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me and I really hope you enjoyed it. Do scroll back and see if there's anything else that you might enjoy. And before I let you go, do remember to come and find me on my new podcast, Tis Yourself. Again, talking to celebrities, this time a lot more in depth. So there might be longer episodes there. And we're talking about what was life like before they became famous, the different alternative roads they could have went down, how life changed for them for good and bad. And so, so, so much more. And of course, the thing that they're best known for. So come and find me, Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden. And I really hope you'll enjoy the new episodes. They're up to date. They're brilliant. There's some great people there. And I'd love your support. So please do come find us. That's Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden.